Hello Super Johnny, hello Super Trevor, it's me, Mario, woohoo, mamma mia, you guys, you're number one, woohoo, see you in my games, aha. Trevor, after playing Kirby, I just got this crazy idea. Oh, I love crazy ideas. Yeah, well, this one's probably the craziest. So, you know, Kirby uh, gets the powers of the enemies he inhales, right? Right, yeah. Okay, f you follow me so yeah. far? All right. Uh, we're here at this buffet. Mm -hmm. As we often are. As we often are. There's all kinds of food here. Yeah, Chinese buffet of dreams. That's right. But, you know, what if instead of actually eating the food, we just inhale it? And maybe we'll get the powers of the things we inhale. Oh, so pretty much what we normally do, except don't chew, just... Right, yeah. Just, yeah. Just, just, just put it right just down... Go right up to the bar. Don't even bother getting, yeah, right, getting a plate. Don't need it. Yeah. Just put them right down our gullets. Okay. All right, okay, here... I like this, no matter how it works out, honestly. Yeah. All right, well, here's this cheeseburger, right? On the Chinese buffet. That's impressive. Yeah, I'm going to try it. Are okay. you ready? Here we go. I'm going to inhale it now. <laughs> Trevor, I'm feeling something. Am I looking like a cow? Uh, you look a lot like a cow. Oh man. That's what a cow sounds like, right? I, I gotta go try this, this chicken egg roll. Right, here I, I go. feel like the powers of the cow within me. This is amazing. <laughs> There's a whole pile of chicken egg rolls here. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna suck as many of them down as I can. Do it. <coughs> oh, don't choke on it. I got a little lodged. Yeah. Trevor. You got a beak. You look like a chicken, Trevor. I can't believe this is working. This is amazing. Mur. Mur. My cow. I'm a great cow. I should have been a cow all my whole life. Mur. We need a serious endpoint. Yeah, we do. We do badly. We want to do this without thinking through, like always. Mur. Hey. What? We, there's a problem. What's that? Mur. We need to record the podcast. Yeah. Clock, clock. I'm a chicken. Right. I'm a cow. And you're a cow. Right. We Murr. need to turn back human. Clock, clock. That's a good idea. How are we going to murder that? Well, I, well, see, I inhaled an egg roll Murr. with chicken in it, and I turned into a chicken. Clock, clock. You inhaled a cheeseburger, turned into a cow. Murr. So we're going to have to inhale a human to turn back human. Murr. What if I inhale you, clock, clock. and you inhale me? Murr. Seems flawless. I think it's a great idea. Because the longer we don't do this, the more cow I turn into. Let's do it now, Trevor. One, two, three. Man, I'm an artist. I sound just like you. I'm not good at anything. I'm better than Trevor at Sonic. Johnny's terrible at any video game he plays. Nintendo all the way. Five stars, Nintendo. I don't care what Man, you do. If Microsoft don't make a new system, I'm going to go burn Nintendo down. It's time for our new podcast that we're starting. I'm Trevor. I'm Johnny. And this podcast is called Retro Bliss.
had a scrap of dignity, we would take that over. But are we going to? Nope. Oh, no. That's staying. Ooh. It's perfect in all its glory. Uh, welcome to a brand new episode of Retro Blist. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we're glad to have you in this new year, Trevor. It is now 2018. What resolutions do you have for yourself, Trevor? Is it to never be a chicken again? So never do that skit again. <laughs> okay. I, mean, I would say we're not going to do one that bad again, but you know. That's, let's not get ahead of ourselves. My resolution is to uh, get through this episode uh-huh. and give the people what they probably don't want, probably don't need. That's right, but we're going to give it to them. What anyway. they're going to get. Yeah, it's like candy. Yeah. You don't need it. You don't. Well, actually, they want candy. Yeah. We're like if you didn't want candy. <laughs> Welcome to Retro Bliss. That's right. Your game-by-game weekly That's... retro gaming podcast. Except for that one week that we didn't put one out. Yep. Except for that, we uh we hope you enjoyed our we're, end of year 2017 special. That we're assuming that's out. We're actually recording this beforehand. <laughs> yep. We're recording on the day that that should be released. That's right. And uh, we decided to start the new year off with a big... Bang! Or a big... Uh, Moo! Inhalation. Oh, yeah. That's right. It doesn't sound good, really, but... Right. But it's Kirby. That's right. And Kirby, just like our show, sucks. <laughs> I don't have anything to add to that. No <laughs> argument. Well, before we get into Kirby, Trevor, which is, I would say, one of the, one of Nintendo's endearing uh, lovable characters, right? Mm-hmm. And they're in their stable of endearing lovable characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, like let's us. let's do yes, just like us. Let's do a quick Patreon mention. Go to our Patreon. Look up Retro Blist. Patreon dot com. Search Retro Blist. Donate. Get some very mediocre stuff. That's right. That we will send soon. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I have it there with an address on it now. It's ready to go their way. <laughs> and you gotta remind me when this is done to put up the poll, the December poll, so they can vote on a game for us to cover this month. That's a good idea. Yep. I'm going to do that really, before I leave here. We're very good at this Patreon yes. thing. People are good enough to give us their money and support this piece of trash show. <laughs> and this is how we repay them. <laughs> but yeah. being really slow with giving out the gifts that they've deserved. Well, one of the tiers, though, uh, $5 yeah. and up, Yeah, you can vote every single month on a game you want us to cover the next month, and that poll is going up. By the time you listen to this, it'll definitely be up. That's right. So, At yeah. some point. Yeah. And uh, this will be a game we cover in January, so uh, go vote on the poll if you donate $5 or more. That's right. And you'll have a chance to have your game covered. Trevor, today, however, we decided to start off the new year with a very fun, lovable game that we both have some history with, mm-hmm. or at least a character, and that, of course, is Kirby. Yeah, Kirby's Adventure for the Nintendo Entertainment System, 1993 by HAL, and, of course, published by Nintendo. Um, HAL, what was the other game HAL did that we've covered on this show? Uh, recently, uh, Air Fortress. That's right, which is, that game, I still love that game now. It's I still really have great cool memories game. of it. Yep. And I get and we have people uh, constantly bringing up that... They kind of rediscovered a love for that game through mm-hmm. us, and we're uh, grateful that we're useful for at least you, one thing. You said we suck. Yeah. Okay. Even sucky things can have some benefits. That's true. <laughs> so Vacuum cleaners. Very true. They suck, and they I, clean the I house. I can't believe it took you over five minutes to do that joke. You're welcome. But, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, how Laboratories, <clears throat> Kirby, and Smash Brothers are probably the two things they're most known yeah. for. Especially, yeah, those are two heavy hitters, too, for Nintendo. And I'll just go ahead and say... Uh, Let's get into some memories. All right, memories. Let's get into yep, it. Yep, exactly. This is the Kirby game that I have memories of. I've certainly played other ones, but this is the Kirby game for me. Um, I always thought it was the first Kirby game. It's called Kirby's Adventure for the right. NES. I had Kirby's Dreamland for the Game Boy, but I think I must have had it later because I did not realize that this was the second Kirby game. Uh, 
a sequel of sorts to Kirby's Dream Land. But to me, this is kind of still the first true Kirby game because it's the first one where he could inhale enemies and copy their abilities. Right. Which is what Kirby's all about. We'll get into that later, but I just have great memories of this game. I mean, it's just one of those... We got every system after its prime, it seems like, at least up through the 16-bit era. And so when I had this game, it was probably... It was before we ever had the Genesis or the Super Nintendo. Um, but the game didn't come out until 1993, so that shows you how behind we were. And I just remember just thinking it was just such a such a fun game and so bright and looked so good. It, it kind of bridged the gap between the 8-bit and the 16-bit era. Right. Like, it got me ready for the next step in gaming, I think. Which is weird to say about a pink puffball, but <laughs> it was even then, I remember feeling like it was such a, a high-tech game, really. My this game too is my main memories. I did later on play the Super Nintendo ones, but uh, this one especially is the one that I had that I played. That I just this is the game that made me love Kirby, mm-hmm. and I will always try Kirby game because of this game. Uh, just I mean, how cool is it that you can this little puff ball, this little nothing, just a little puff of nothing, you know, like us, yes, <laughs> can inhale enemies. First of all, that's cool in itself. And use them as a weapon, but also, mm-hmm. or copy their abilities if, if they have one they, he can copy. Mm-hmm. That's just crazy awesome. That's just a cool premise to start with. It is, and it's, uh, it's something that's lived on. <clears throat> I mean, they're still making Kirby games. Yeah. So, I, I think my biggest memories of this game is just the fact that it's one that me and my brother sat down, and we could really make progress. Like, we could spend a couple hours with it. Because it's not a game where you lose life and you have to start the whole game over. Right, because this actually has save states. It has three save slots. Yeah. Um, and it's a, it's a lengthy game. We'll get into that later too, but so it's just, it sort of ended up feeling like an adventure because we could play it a couple hours, make more progress, come back the next day. It, I think the name Kirby's Adventure, despite the fact that it's almost totally linear, it's a stage-based game, the name really works because unless you're an intelligent child, it probably took you a long time to actually make it all the way through this game. Right. So it felt like an adventure. So in other words, we haven't done that. No. (laughs) So, to this day, by the way. <laughs> speaking of uh, just general failure, um, mm-hmm. let's talk about graphics. Okay. <laughs> Your graphics aren't a failure, but I mean, I was about to say, that's talking a about them. Great segue. Not really. No. <laughs> <clears throat> failing at this. <clears throat> Terrible. I have to cough all of a sudden since we're recording. It's just we're getting over action. our sicknesses. We're doing much better, by the way. This is a quick health update. We've been saying this for <laughs> two stinking months. I'm tired of being sick every winter. Yeah. Retro Bliss should just shut down for the winter months. I have a. Lovely, like, I love and hate winter at the same time. It's really yeah. strange. But, yeah. We're getting over it, so you may hear some throat clearings every once in a while. We apologize. <laughs> but if you listen to this show, hey, you're used to it. We're disgusting. Yeah. So, speaking of things that should never be in audio form. That's right. Uh, let's talk about the visuals of this game. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> so, 1993. This was a very late NES game. But, my goodness. I mean, what are you going to say? I mean, it's just... <sighs> we talked about... um TMNT3 Manhattan Project. Right. Being one of the best looking NES games. I remember saying, I don't think I could say it's the best looking. Because then there's Super Mario Brothers 3, which we already covered. But this game, I don't know. It's I think it gives both of those more than a run for their money. It definitely does. It's In this game, I, I think it kind of benefits from being a later NES game a little mm-hmm. bit. But they tried some things when it's visually. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a couple levels where like one of them... Uh, is all dark, and if you suck into one, uh, the one bad guy's ability, you can actually turn everything into light. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just neat right there. Uh, that one, the one whole world is just you going up a 
like a tall tower, right? Yeah. And as you're going around on certain parts <clears throat> of the game, like he's going around and the tower's turning as he's walking around. I mean, that's a really cool. That's that's what I remember. Like yeah. I will never forget that image of going in that tower and we start walking. It looks like a 3D tower. My mind was totally blown at that time in my life. And my favorite uh, one is where the whole thing's in black and white, except for Kirby himself. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and all the things that he does as Trevor tries not to lose his lungs. Uh, they just did all kinds of crazy, wild things, mm-hmm. and they worked. And this is a beautiful, I think this is a beautiful game. I mean, yeah, even taking into account that it's one of the last NES games, or one of the later ones, it's amazing they pulled this out of the system. Yeah. I mean, it's... I hate to go back to that tower, but you, it still was impressive when we just played it a few minutes ago. The tower rotating effect, it's still like, how do they do that on the NES? And I just remember getting to that part as a kid or teenager or whatever and just thinking, this shouldn't like this shouldn't be possible on NES. And I would actually walk back and forth on the tower just to see it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It just, But it's not just gimmicky effects. The whole game is crazy colorful. The backgrounds look great. It is almost hard to believe, even picking top of the line, pick the original Super Mario Brothers, it's almost hard to believe that that game and this game are on the exact same system, the exact same hardware. You're right, yeah. It's like crazy different. Because for, for how amazing uh, the original Super Mario Brothers was for when it came out graphically, this game blows it out of the water graphically. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not even close. It's just, it's crazy they were on the same system. So kudos to Hell Laboratories and Nintendo. I don't know how they pulled this out of the 8 bits, but it's pretty impressive. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. Uh, do you want to go through, let's kind of go through the levels as we're talking about the graphics. Because I think this game, more than any other, really, like I said, took chances on some of these levels and how they looked. Like, I think we already kind of mentioned a few of them anyway. Like, one of them's the tower ones, where you're going up through yeah. the tower and, it, and the thing's spinning as you're walking. That's pretty awesome. Uh, they'll throw in some black, a black and white level towards the end, which is crazy great. I cannot recommend it enough. There's a uh, tons of boss battles that are on their own little levels on throughout here. I mean this this game. I kind of think we're getting in the gameplay, really. Well, yeah, yeah. You want to get in the gameplay? Let's That's just fine. do it. Gameplay. Let's get into it. Thank you. So I didn't write down all the levels because <clears throat> yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I thought we could talk about all the abilities. Because that's a little more manageable. I'm laughing because you didn't call for one single time until we no, started recording. And you've been here for hours. That's ridiculous. <laughs> but there's eight. They actually call them levels. I would say worlds. Yeah. Within The first one only has four stages, but then it goes up to five, six, and seven. There's a lot of game here. So overall, you're looking at roughly 50 stages. There's a lot of game here. And that's not. And each stage has different uh, levels in it and, and little mini games. Just let that sink in, though. 50 in a, I guess we didn't mention, I think most people know, this is an action platforming game. Yeah. 50 levels on an NES uh, platforming game? That, that has to be some kind of record. It's impressive. I mean, it's really impressive. And like Johnny said, there's like mid-level bosses, there's end bosses, and then there's these awesome mini-games which we're going to cover. I don't know how they packed it all on the NES car. I just don't get it. It's impressive. So let's yeah. get into the gameplay first. Okay. Uh it's fairly simple, of course. It's on the yeah. on the Nintendo, so you're only going to have uh, two main buttons. But I thought this game did a great job, not only of using those two main buttons. One of them uh, jumps. One of the other one will suck in, or use the ability of whatever you've sucked in. So yeah, a jumps, but also floats, which is right. Way different than most platforms. If you games. push up, you can turn into a bigger fluff ball, it's like you suck in air, and you can yeah. float. 
Uh, once you suck in, suck in an, uh, an enemy and you push down on your directional pad, you'll copy their power. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you can use their power against the others. I mean, that's right there in itself is just awesome. I remember that blowing my mm-hmm. mind the first time I, I played this game. It makes this game feel so different from Mario or other platformers. First of all, a platformer where you can fly and float anytime you want to yeah. should be broken. Yeah, that should sort break of. a game. But this one... No, they went into it knowing they were wanting to do this, so they yeah. used that in when they were creating these levels. So that's pretty amazing in itself. And the fact that you can copy the bad guys' abilities makes you want to play it more to find more bad guys to try their abilities. There's so many. I, the amount of content in this game, I don't think I realized how amazing that was when I was younger, but the do you want me to go through really quick, go through the abilities? I think there's way too many to name. So well, I'm let's gonna, just go through some cool ones then. I was gonna. I actually was just gonna ask you which ones were your mm. favorite ones. Which well, one stood out to you more than the other? Here's ones? the thing: every time I sucked one in, I thought, "Oh, that was my favorite." No, that was my favorite. There's so many cool ones. Yeah, that's why I said you could have more than one. I'm not. Right, so some personal stuff. favorites: uh, the tire. <laughs> yeah, the tire is really cool. You suck in a tire, and you can just you become a a tire that <laughs> zooms across the screen. Yeah. Um, the sword is awesome because you become a sword fighter. Uh. I'm going to save the UFO for you, Um, because I'm pretty sure you like that one. That's my favorite one. Uh, You got laser beams, you got fire, ice, um, gosh, uh, let's see, the stone, tornado. I'm going to say the wheel and the sword are my favorites, just because they're so cool. Yeah, and also, each of these abilities can help you later in a level. Like, certain abilities can help you more than others at certain parts. So, um the UFO is by far my favorite. You turn into a Kirby and eat a little UFO, yeah. and he has little different abilities in that it's hard UFO. To that. That's just crazy awesome to me. Uh, also, I love the laser one is another one I really like because not only right. can you just shoot enemies, but certain uh, if it hits certain angles, it'll bounce off those <laughs> angles mm-hmm. like a laser would do, and that's pretty cool. So you can hit different enemies that way. I really, the sword is just cool too because it's just Kirby walking around the sword. That's just kind of yeah. awesome. And also the big hammer, I like it quite a bit as well. There's a bomb. I think it's called the crash. Yeah, you can. It's a one-time <laughs> use. Be clear the whole screen of enemies. And like when you come to a boss, depending what item you have or don't have, it can make it kind of challenging or a cakewalk. Yeah, just depending. Like um, the freeze one, for example, it basically protects you because it freezes everything around you. And so, like if it's an enemy that shoots things at you, you can just freeze them and then knock them back at them. Yeah. Uh, whereas if you have the laser beam, for example, just keep firing it and and just it really makes you feel cool and powerful. But it doesn't totally remove the challenge from the game. They that's right. I, they figured it out. Like literally, one of the bosses in one of the levels, I was having a tough time with going in there with different abilities, and finally I got the laser ability, and I took him out like it was nothing. Yeah. So literally, it's a lot of trial and error as well. Mm-hmm. It's. I know the first boss is the tree, and I think it's become an iconic boss. Yeah. Um, but it's really funny. You almost feel like you're just beating up on the rainforest because if you go into the first boss with any kind of decent ability. You just get right up on him and just keep <laughs> yeah, he's, blowing him away, basically. He's fairly easy. <laughs> yeah. But, he, I mean, he's going to be being the first boss anyway. Right. But, like, he's very much a cakewalk if you have any. Like, your ice power, mm-hmm. he's nothing compared for that. But with eight worlds, I'd say even by the third world, the bosses start getting challenging. It definitely ratchets up. Yeah. I was telling you, this game, when it comes to difficulty, is like a gateway game for somebody who's like, on the verge of wanting getting getting mm-hmm. into hardcore games. Like, this is a good one to kind of get you the ball rolling. Right. It's a good gateway game into that, I there's, feel. There's a lot of gameplay here. The learning curve is really simple. It's quick. Mm-hmm. But uh, the difficulty ratchets up, but not to a point where it feels unfair, I didn't think. Yeah. Like, I don't remember. I know that 
we eventually beat this game growing up because I remember I remember getting the King DDD. Yeah. Who was the penguin, the blue fat bird. <laughs> who you think's the bad guy, but not really, yeah. Just like in Lord of the Rings, the the Return of the King. Yeah. <laughs> There's about three or four innings in this game. <laughs> I, I remember that. I don't remember exactly what the last boss was, but I remember King DDD wasn't really all bad. Yeah. He but, just misunderstood. But, I mean, that is cool that as an ignorant, foolish, you know, 12, 12 13 oh. year old, yeah. when I was playing this game. We didn't grow up very much. <laughs> that even with 50-ish levels, uh, I could actually make it all the way through the game. Because it's just, it's an even fair challenge that has moments that are pretty tough, but it's never, like, punishing. Right, yeah. Uh, all the time, and I'm not going to say I never got frustrated. I did get frustrated a few times. Yeah. But I always felt there was a way or there was an ability I could use, uh, some sort of thing I could do different the next time mm-hmm. and try it. Yeah. So uh, I never once felt that it was being completely, uh, harshly unfair. Mm-hmm. And even when you beat levels... There's little, the way it works is kind of like a simplified Super Mario World. Like you get to different stages by opening up, by beating previous ones, but it's pretty linear. But to, I guess, ease the difficulty a little more, you get little mini games in between the levels that you can enter and get more lives. Yeah. So even when it's starting to feel pretty tough, they throw some things in there that are just to help you. There is all kinds of chances to get one-ups in this. They're very generous with that. Now, the mini games to me, are a blast and a great departure, and they're all fun. Uh, the first one you'll encounter is just like a, um, what do you want to call it, like a claw game? Yeah, the toy crane. Yeah, toy crane claw game, where you try to grab the Kirby's. The smaller ones are just one-ups, the bigger ones are two-ups. Yeah, when I first saw this, when we were playing today, it brought back so many memories. I've not played this in years and years. Yeah. But just like, oh yeah, I remember the big fat Kirby. It's hard to get, Yeah, but it's worth trying. That's right. And it's just... It's so simple, but they did such a good job of imitating this claw game where you just, you feel like you're going to get it, then it slips out at the last moment. Yes, it's, kind of, yes. but it's actually more fair than the real claw games. But yeah, very much so. Uh, your favorite one mini game is? Quick Draw. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's it's an old West style thing, like uh, Good and the Bad and the Ugly. But very much cartoonized. Oh, yeah. Like, it's very cartoony. You got Kirby and then different bad guys. And all you have to do is press, the, I think it's the A button to fire. But if you do it before the whistle blows or before the bad guy draws, you get penalized. Yeah. So the timing is everything. But you have to be quick or they'll shoot you first. And so it just gets harder and harder. And it's just a blast. I just, yeah. like, I wish there was a two-player version of just that. Um, and then there's the egg throw, which is also a lot of fun. Yeah. You're in, like, a boxing ring and King DDD is throwing eggs and bombs. Yeah, and you just got to suck in the eggs and not suck in any bombs. Yeah. Just, there's... And then somehow, totally work. You save the little chicks that are in the eggs, which I still have not figured out because the, they jump out of your mouth as already uh, baby yep. chicks. <laughs> so Kirby incubated the eggs. Yeah, so I'm going to yep. go eat an egg here after this and see if a chick pops out of my mouth. I'll never eat an egg again if it happens. So. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, this these three mini games are just they're almost like the game and watch games. Like they're timeless yeah. enough; they really don't get old. Yeah, that's true, and and they're very easy and mm-hmm. simple, but they work. Mm-hmm. They work very well. So just. Totally, in a game with so many stages, that's just totally an extra, and I think it's cool. Yeah. There's also little um, battle arenas you unlock as you go. Yeah, there's all kinds of chances in this to, to get other enemies' abilities and stuff mm-hmm. for almost fairly simple, easy mm-hmm. ways. I mean, one of the little things you unlock is just a showroom, almost, mm-hmm. of little enemies, and you can just suck them in and get their powers, <laughs> yeah. and that's all they're there for. Have you ever thought if this game was like actually realistic and had like a Viking theme or something, like Norse gods? 
Like, it's the most brutal thing you can imagine. <laughs> you inhale your enemy's dead bodies and yeah. take over their power. <laughs> their spirit and you become them. Yeah. yeah. So Kirby's an edgy character. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> See, I mean, this, the gameplay is so... Like, it almost isn't a platformer in the traditional sense. It's just more of a, I don't know, action platformer. I guess that's accurate. <clears throat> but because you can float anytime you want to, there's none of that, which is amazing that... I mean, I guess this is a spoiler alert. It's amazing I enjoy this game so much in a way because I love just straightforward, true platforming. I mean, I have to mention this game once an episode. That's why I love Donkey Kong Country. Yeah. Just pure platforming. This game doesn't really have any of that because you can float over all the platforms. But they add challenge in these other cool ways with the placement of the enemies and just having the abilities. Um, it's just amazing it works as well as it does. Yeah. I mean, like I said earlier, they take the fact that you can float into account when they made these levels. Yeah. And it really shows. So just because you can float just doesn't mean it's a cakewalk. Yeah. You still got things you got to do. So uh, you can also uh, dash in the game. You can press down while you're dashing, I believe it is, to slide into enemies. Yeah. So even on the ground without power-ups, you're not helpless. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Kirby's a little, uh, he's a little tough little furball. What was the commercial? No. We'll probably have it in this episode, but. He's a pink puffball with attitude. <laughs> Probably. Like, somewhat, like, yeah. he, I remember he's beating up on guys in the commercial, if I remember right. Yeah, that's what yeah. he does. He's yeah. a bully. <laughs> yep. Kirby the bully. Yep. <clears throat> so, I mean, with 50-ish levels, we can't go through all of them. Was there anything else you wanted to say about the gameplay? I felt the controls are very, very good and precise overall. Yeah. I really like those quite a bit. Uh, Man, I think we kind of covered it. I mean, the level, I love the level designs in this game. Mm-hmm. The worlds themselves didn't feel vastly different from one another, Yeah, if I'm being honest. However, each little level in it were just so fun, and they were different enough that that didn't bother me. Does that make sense? Right. Like, even though, like, you know, in Mario, you get, like, an ice level or an ice world, and you have, like, a fire world. This Mm -hmm. doesn't really do that. I mean, there's different worlds, and they have names, and there's little slight themes to them. Right. But overall, it's... It's not crazy different from each other, I didn't feel. They all feel like they belong. I think maybe that's why they don't call them worlds, even though I'm doing that. Because I think they all kind of belong to the same land. I guess it's Dreamland. And it's sort of like just different areas in Dreamland. So yeah, they they do... I don't think they feel necessarily repetitive, but you're right. They all kind of... They blend together. Like I can tell you, all this level is the amazing one. That's the best way to put it. They blend together really well. But it wasn't to a point where I got bored. Right. Yeah. Uh, let's, you want to, want to do music next? Sure. I think it's music time. Music time. It's music time. <laughs> <laughs> so hammer time. No, we already, we already did hammer time. <clears throat> now let's, let's let the little elephant in the room out of the room. <laughs> That's how that saying goes, right? Yeah. Okay. Let's let the elephant out of the retro trio and let's state real quick. We both know going into this that Kirby I wouldn't say he's Mario or Donkey Kong Country or Sonic level iconic music, but I still think his music is fairly iconic in itself. Yeah. Now, when I say that, we played this first, like you usually do this, we record this in the Shire, but today we're over at Casa de Johnny's and I, while I have original Nintendo, my TVs won't allow us to hook it up anymore. So we had to go to the Retro Trio route. Retro Trio is a great little system for everybody. It, mm-hmm. it lets you play three different uh, types of games. However, some games, for whatever reason, the music isn't recreated very well. 
And this game, sadly, was one of those. Yes, it's sad. I brought my original... This is my original Kirby cartridge. It's one of the games I did not get rid of. Um, it's a pretty cartridge, too, by the way. Yeah, it's actually in fairly decent shape. That's, that's a good shape. And we plugged it into the Retro Trio, because we want to play on hardware, even if it's not the original NES. And the music was bizarre. Uh, it's it like it was missing certain... Uh, decimals like you know when you hear something in a stereo and one of, your, one of the yeah. sides is out it's kind of how it felt so just a heads up if you have a retro trio which i still think is cool yeah unfortunately kirby's music seems to be screwed up on it so ne- so we had to play it by another means by a certain little thing that i yeah. may have but i grew up with this game i played it many yeah. times on the original cartridge so the music so we know how the music sounds for sure yeah the music is fantastic it's just oh, yeah. as i remembered it as soon as i hear that noise i think kirby and that's what you want in any game. Like his his theme is just perfect. The music in this game is is just fun. Like this game just makes you. How can you not smile when you hear the music in this game? Yeah, it's it's just happy and just intense enough. Like during boss battles, but it's never really unhappy. Right. And just like the graphics, just like the the level design or the number of levels. I'm not sure how they packed all this music onto this cartridge. Yeah, there's quite a bit. There's more than one thing for sure. It's, it's, it's definitely, I don't know how many themes there are, but there's definitely multiple themes. Yeah, the only thing that I did not like was for every one up you got was this ear piercing noise. Yeah. For whatever reason. But the, other than that, this game sounds and look, uh, sounds looks great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that original, I don't even know what the song is called, but dun, 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 I can't even do it. <laughs> I think it's in the first level. That is so iconic yeah. to me. Um, Maybe you'll hear that. Uh, at the start of this episode. Who knows? Yeah. We do, because uh, uh, we ask our producer to put that stuff in. <clears throat> but unlike us, who I feel like are struggling a little bit right now. We are. The music in this game just feels effortless. Like, it just... I can't say any one track is like, oh, that's rocking. Yeah. But it's like, it's always meant to be there. And it fits it the game. Yeah. It, that's the biggest thing. You remember on a year-end episode, I said the Bigfoot, the reason I picked it as the worst music is because that, that music for it did not fit that theme whatsoever. Yeah. Not even close. This is the complete opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Like, this all feels like it's what was meant to be in Kirby. <clears throat> right. Yeah, I mean, it's clearly a labor of love. Um, in a way, it's a shame this came out so late in the NES life because I hope a lot of people got to experience it and hadn't already moved on to the other consoles because it's just... In every category we've talked about so far, it's not obvious. This game kind of excels, really. Yeah, and it's set the blueprints, I think, for later Kirby games, which are all all the ones that, that I've played have been very, very fun. Yeah. So, uh, I think it's time for our scores. What do you think? I guess so. It's, yeah. Do you want to go first? I can. It's no big deal. I'm just curious. I don't think I'm going to change my score. I got it in my head. but This was a tough one in that I don't... <laughs> I feel like we were overly, incredibly positive with this game because it's a, such a good game. My nitpicks are very small, and really, because this game is so good, they really are just little nitpicks. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one-up noise is just really loud and annoying. Uh, the levels aren't very varied. However, that's not a bad thing in this case because it wasn't to the point where I got bored with the game and the levels themselves were varied enough inside the levels and how they were designed that it didn't bother me. Man, and I love this game growing up. I still play Kirby games today. Uh, I'm going to go with a 9. I'm going to go 9 out of 10. I was trying to think of ways to knock it down. I know it sounds weird, <laughs> but I wanted to think of what I wanted to be fair 
And if it, when a game has faults, even a game I love, I want to make sure that I say yeah. those faults. But I just love this game so much. I'm giving this a nine, a, a very uh, solid nine. Uh, in my head, I actually was going to say eight point seven five, and I was like, "Yeah, hey, I'm just going to go nine. So I'm going nine with this. And I'm very curious what you th- curious what you think. <laughs> it's funny you just said that because in my head, I've had eight point seven five. So here's the thing: there's very few flaws with this game. I mean, to people who love to punish themselves. Like, I think we do to some extent. Or I do more than you, I think. This game does feel a little easy at parts. But unlike, I would say some of the later Kirby games, they're almost intentionally made so kids could play them and not get frustrated. I feel like this one was made so that everyone can be challenged. I mean, it's not lacking in challenge. It's just, it takes a while to ramp up to that challenge. So I don't think the difficulty is a negative. You know, some people might say it's a little on the easy side, but the thing is, the amount of content here has really got to play in the, to my review because it's just got so much to give. I mean, six times, I'm guessing it's right at 50 levels, plus the mini games, plus the boss fights. I'm going to go 8.75, and the only reason it's not just a total nine for me is total personal preference. I love Kirby, and I love this game because I've not played a lot of the Kirby games. This is definitely still my favorite Kirby game. But my preference is still that, you know, Mario Brothers 3, Donkey Kong Country, precise, jumping, running, jumping, platforming. This is almost a different game, and I'm not comparing it to those in a negative way. I'm just saying my personal preference is that kind of gameplay. This is almost more of an action, side-scrolling action game. I mean, because there's not true platforming in it. If there was, it'd probably be a 9 or 9.5 for me because it's just so good. But that's just personal preference. I still love it. You know, just know going in, it's not a traditional platformer. But it's fantastic. I'm going to say 8.75, just just what I'm feeling right now. So just to be a jerk. You just to be a jerk. You won't round it up. Kirby's fantastic. He's awesome. And this game totally So I gave up. it a 9. You gave it what would round up to be a 9. <laughs> so this is 100% Retro Bliss approved. Yep. Trevor. What is this game going for today? I ask you, even though I'm the one who looked it up. Well, you looked it up. So what do you think? <laughs> 15 bucks or so? Uh, I saw it as cheap as 15 to as much as uh, 25 to 30. I think it's worth that all day wrong. All day wrong. All yeah. day long. All day wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I couldn't talk today. All day long. Uh, that's my catchphrase that I wasn't aware that I say all the time, but I do. It's worth that all day long. Don't you think so? I think so. And I've had this game since I bought it. That was, that was another cage. Oh, yeah. That's another thing, apparently, I say I didn't realize. I think he's going to say cage phrase. Cage phrase. Another cage phrase. No, I mean, we review games based on how fun they are today. So Yeah, and this one's still fun. <laughs> Basically, a nine, obviously, we think it's worth it. Yeah, 100%. So, go buy it. Trevor, now it's time for everybody's favorite segment because they're a part of it. Yeah. And that is fan, fan feedback. feedback. to Instagram and follow Retro Blist. Do you want me to look up the Facebook while you're doing that? Go ahead. Okay. So I didn't post on Twitter this time. Let's be honest. Because nobody cares. <laughs> yep. But uh, <laughs> Was I too honest? <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, we did have a few comments on Instagram. Uh, Brino Assetti said show. I don't know exactly what that means, but thanks. Uh, 
Mr. Uh, MJ's Game Room, Mr. Clark, said he loves that game. And our good friend Caleb Dixon said he loved the mini games on there. He remembers never being able to beat the quick draw sequence sequence all the way through. And that's a good point. Is there? I don't know how many stages there are on that. Is it five. Five. It's five. Well, yeah. the fifth one's one I died on. I'm pretty sure. The, on the fourth one, the one you died on, you oh, get a, on you get a one. one up. On the yeah. fifth one, you get a, like a three up. I think. Okay. I think that's how it works. Yeah, it's very very tough once you pass the first three. <clears throat> yeah. Also, you can go to our Facebook page, and that's just what Trevor. Retro Blist. Uh, on Facebook, just search us, you'll find us. Yep. we got a really fun community growing there, I feel. Uh-huh. So please feel free to join if you love these old games. Uh, Daniel Chavez says, This is weird to admit, but I've never actually played Kirby's Adventure. However, we used to have Kirby's Dream Course for the SNES, and much fun was always had. To the point, it solidified Kirby as one of my top ten game characters. That's another thing. Kirby is... The character himself has become pretty iconic when it yeah. comes to video games. Just a pink puffball, but he's cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, looking forward to what you guys have to say about this lovable pink puffball. <laughs> Andrew Coed, our buddy, said, "Have you, uh, I have never played any of the Kirby games. I need to hear it from the definitive voices in all of Virtual Gaming to know if I'm missing out. I think you're missing out. I think so. Uh, and I just wanted to say, uh, uh, just a little quick little thing after that. Uh, uh, Aaron Hickman said... Uh, I can tell you right now, it's one of my favorite NES games from my childhood. It was the last NES game I got as a birthday gift. It pushed the hardware to the limits on a whopping 1 MB cart. That's impressive. Real, it's a megabyte. That's yeah. A, that's a lot. That's what you know, I said MB. You did, because you're cooler than me. Yeah, well, that and he wrote MB. I didn't want to say it would be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Stellar soundtrack, wonderful gameplay, and colorful graphics make this a total gem. Listen to Genesis Gems. Oh, he got us. He oh, got us. It's, you read it like a fool. It's a podcast war. I'm pretty sure I called him out on that. <laughs> we both did. <laughs> Timmy Mac said, uh, go listen to Genesis Gems. That's what, what we're saying. Genesis Gems. Yeah. It's a great podcast, even though we're at war with him. Timmy Mac goes, great series. It took me too long to try out. I've since played and beat both the original Dreamland 1 and 2 on Game Boy and this one on NES. This game really showcases what the NES is capable of. That's... I mean, it really does, honestly. Mm-hmm. It has excellent graphics and music, even mimics 3D almost with scrolling and adding depths to levels. The only thing I can say against the game is Kirby has a lot of abilities and it can be tough with only two buttons. I will say that is true. At some points, even though there's two buttons, I would get confused and hit the wrong button. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why, but I would too. <laughs> yeah, it happened quite a bit. Uh, but in saying that, the game is awesome. The different powers and creative level design, I'd say the game is worth a try. And we agree. Oh, yeah. Uh, Michael Thiamusen says this was a game I had zero knowledge about until the NES Classic came out last year. It was very surprising how much there was to it and how unique it was. I haven't deep dive into it yet, but I'll definitely get back into it. This episode might get me excited to start again. Michael, buddy, we think you're going to love it. Yeah. Uh, Steve Nick said this game doesn't suck. I see what he did there. <laughs> and uh, Christopher Kellogg, our favorite serial maker, said I love this game. Great pick. Well, I think it's safe to say that this is Retro Bliss approved and approved, approved, and fan approved. <laughs> Definitely yeah. fan approved. Kirby, Trevor. right back at you. Yeah, thank you, Kirby. You, Kirby, you yourself are approved. Now, Trevor, it's time for everybody's more favorite part, and that's where we shut up and play an old commercial instead of us talking. Oh, thank goodness. Yep. Who's Kirby? Behind the flabby facade, a physical powerhouse, a street fighter, a weapons expert. He's whatever the situation demands. 
In Kirby's adventure, evil King Dedede stolen Dreamland's dreams. Now Kirby's fighting to get them back. Level by nightmarish level. That's Kirby. He's cute. Till you cross him, then he's one tough cream puff. Kirby's adventure on NES. And that was that commercial. You're welcome, ladies and gents. And now it's time for their third favorite <laughs> segment. Or first favorite. Sure. I got an itchy armpit. I just want yep. everybody to know that. Johnny's scratching his armpit. I can't stop. Won't stop. That's, That's my song. least favorite segment of the show. <laughs> Where Johnny scratches his armpit. Yeah. Hey, it's time for... <laughs> the Blizz Quiz. Quiz. We've only done how many episodes? We, except for, did we start the Bliss Quiz on the very first episode? I, it was, I think we did. I think so. I think it's always been here and we yeah, still screw up. There's at least over 80 of these. We've so got. hey, this is the part of the show where we ask each other three questions each. That's right. And you play along at home and see if you can beat us. That's right. And you probably can. Yep. We've not seen each other's questions, of course. That's right. Uh, did you want me to go first since you reviewed first? Let's go, Trevor. You go first. All right. I'm going to start out. All right. You start out. You go first. Let's start out with this one. I numbered them weirdly. Trevor. Johnny. You go first. Okay. <laughs> Going first. That's let's a good get idea. Into it. Trevor, you who should be the first one to is do developing this. Uh-huh. the new Kirby game coming out this year oh. for the Nintendo Switch. Ooh. So I don't think I've even seen anything about this. I've been kind of out of loop lately. I was excited to read a little bit about it. So it's called Kirby Star Allies for Ooh. the Nintendo Switch. Is it being developed by HAL Laboratories? Team Ninja? Or Sumo Digital? I'm going to assume it's not how, or this wouldn't be a question. Because they're the ones who've done it before, previously. Uh, so what were the other two? Team Ninja and what was the other Sumo one? Sumo Digital. I'm going to go Team Ninja, because it sounds the coolest. Well, I'm happy to say that Hal is bringing Kirby to the Switch. Oh, sweet. Actually, yeah. that makes me really happy. <laughs> yeah, I put it on there just because, like, oh man, this is going to be like a legit Kirby game. Yeah. It's been a while since I've played a modern Kirby game. But you remember the one on Wii? Uh, well, there's two on Wii, but the Canvas, was it Canvas Curse? It's where it looked like, no, Epic Yarn. It was yeah, Epic Yarn. Yeah, it was yeah. actually a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, and I love... Very inventive. There's one on the DS called Canvas Curse, and it was just a blast. Yeah. So I'm excited to get into a new Kirby game this year, hopefully. Trevor, all my questions that I'm going to ask you all yeah. involve you guessing a price and not going over. Go okay. So I went to Amazon.com for this first one. Not all these may be Kirby-related in some way or fashion. I see. Uh, the first... The first uh, product mm-hmm. you are going to guess the price on is a Kirby Evelar vacuum cleaner. That's what it's called. Okay. It's self-propelled. Mm-hmm. It's HEPA micron allergen uh, filta- uh, filtration in it. Mm-hmm. It has a belt change indicator. It has an LED headlight, Trevor, in this vacuum cleaner. Wow. It has a toe touch height control. I really care about all this. Keep going. Uh, the, uh, the, the shipping is only three ninety nine. It's used, but it's in very, very good condition. Trevor, how much is this Kirby vacuum cleaner? I've got to have some kind of range where I'm nope. Get it right, don't I? If you get, if you don't go over, oh, if I don't go over, if you get within a, if you get within fifty bucks, all right, is that better? Sure. Nine hundred dollars. You went over, but you're crazy close. Oh. <laughs> $879.26. Wow. How can I be so close and get it wrong? <laughs> you're almost there. Well, Kirby must make a quality vacuum cleaner. Apparently. So, for the next exciting question. Uh-huh. 
This <coughs> is coughing. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. So, including the upcoming unreleased Switch game. That's right. How many Kirby titles? I knew this was going to be a question. <laughs> I knew it. So, I'm going to be reasonably fair. I'll say I included this because it surprised me. But how many Kirby titles? Of course, you know, from the original Black and White Game Boy through all the other Nintendo handhelds, I believe. And all the consoles, if I'm not mistaken. Oh my gosh. To be honest, I'm not recalling there ever being one on the GameCube. Because I think... Anyways, that's not really helping you. How many are there? If you get within five, I'm giving you the point. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Oh, man. We were discovering new ones on the Super Nintendo alone by itself. Yeah, I missed out on the Kirby games on Super Nintendo, which is a shame. There's some fun ones, and it really takes some chances. Uh, are you counting any game that he's just in, or they have to be a Kirby game? Kirby is in the title. Okay. So, like, Smash Brothers doesn't count. That's what I, okay, that's why I was asking. Not that that would help me any. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I'm gonna go, I'm just gonna throw out 20. You're not within five, it's 31. Oh, goodness. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So many I've not even heard of, which is gonna come up on the next question, so you go ahead. (laughs) Okay, Trevor, I went to eBay for this one. This, however, you are not going to guess the buy it now price. You're going to guess the starting bid price. Hmm. Okay, and you'll know why. Jack Kirby, who was a very famous comic book artist, well, mm-hmm. very well known. It's original art from him. It's from its actual page, a comic book page. The original art they used to hand draw it back then. Uh, from the, it's called. This is a, I've never even heard of this to be honest. Uh, Commandy, the last boy on Earth is the name of it. So it's a little well known. It's a little known comic, but mm-hmm. he's a crazy well known artist. It's number three. It's page twenty from that comic. Came from nineteen seventy three. It's his original art. He's a very well known, very famous wow. artist. A lot of artists today really cite as influence on them. Mm-hmm. He really helped make Marvel and DC big names. I'm literally getting this question because his name is Kirby. Correct. All right. I said that with a high pitched voice. Yeah. Correct. Trevor, starting bid is what? If you get within a hundred, you win this. The starting bid. The starting bid, uh, and the shipping. I'll give you that is twenty dollars and thirty seven cents. The starting bid. That's right. Get within a hundred, you win. Since you said that, I'm going to go eighteen hundred. You are not even close. It is three thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars. I hate to tell you, it's probably worth that. Sure it is. No, I'm telling you. I'm not saying we should pay for it. Yeah. I'm just telling you. It's worth it. The money is relative. I agree. Yeah. Worth. Value is relative. Like yep. Some people might say we're, we're worth two cents. Yep. Others might say nine. Some might say we're worth ten bucks, despite the fact that we're very slow getting them stuff. Trevor, yeah. question three. <laughs> we haven't gotten any right, so let's see if I can... And neither one of us got any right? Nope. Wow. All right. Well, your final question. I'm, I'm going to do it this time. This is another tricky one. All right. I got it. Which of these is not a real Kirby game? Okay, so I'm picking the one that you made up. Yep. Is it Kirby Star Stacker? Kirby Ultra Star? Kirby Squeak Squad? <laughs> Kirby Star Stacker is yours. Nope, that is a Game Boy puzzle game. Dang it! Kirby, Kirby Ultra Star is the most generic sounding one I can think of. Ah, uh, see, that's why I knew yeah. it was one of those one or two. Yeah. Squeak Squad was a DS game. And it sounds yep. I kind of want to play it. All right, Trevor, your last one. This is my paper we can uh-huh. hear. This also was on eBay. This is about a buy it now price. Trevor, a brand new official, and it's sealed, uh, Kirby Adventure stackable, uh, no Sachara. I've never, I can't pronounce this. What the heck is he talking about? Figures. It's a, uh, it's six figures in different poses from the original Kirby game. That's what they're based on. They're from Japan. All like from the Dreamland on Game Boy. 
No, this one from this game okay. from Kirby's Adventure. Okay, uh, it's from Japan. That sounds awesome already. It, it's from it actually. They, honestly, it looks very very cool, and it's six little figures and they'll actually stack on top of each other if you wow. take them out of the box. But I'm going to go ahead and tell you you're not going to want to. It's from Japan. <laughs> the shipping is free. Oh good. Very very limited edition. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, it's six figures in different poses, and it's based on Kirby's Adventure. Trevor, what is the buy now price for these figures? I need some criteria. Get within fifty, you win. Okay. So this is my only chance to get a single point and yep. beat you. And you would win. Yep. <laughs> That's how good we're doing. $540. You lose. Oh. We both lose. $924.99. I'm about to blow your mind even more. They have multiple copies of this, and they've already sold 10 of them. Oh, wow. <laughs> we both, or you especially, created questions that are almost impossible to answer correctly. You're welcome. Because people are insane. Yeah. Wow. Well, so People are insane. Tim, people already bought one of those. And I don't I'm, They look cool, but I ain't going to yeah. pay that. <laughs> well... If you were playing at home and got a single question correct, you're amazing. You did better than either of us. Yeah. So that's been Retro Blist. That's 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 right. We're uh, done yeah. now. Never going to come back. That's the last yeah. episode of Retro Blist. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, I hope everybody had a happy and safe New Year. Trevor, tell the peeps, tell our peeps. That's mm-hmm. what we're calling them now. Tell our RBs, our uh, our esteemed audience, our blissies, our blissies. <laughs> That sounds weird. <laughs> I never want to call them that. No. Tell our blissies uh, what they're in store for this new year. What is 2018 Retro Bliss going to bring to them? Um, Reviews of obscure Japanese toys. <sighs> Let's just stop it here. <laughs>